We want to welcome everyone to this very important seminar where we are going to look at the mechanics of starting a successful Adventist club on a public school campus. I'm going to record this meeting as well so we can archive it for the future. Okay. That will be good. All right, let me uh, start over now that I started our recording on our side. So I'm here with Mike Carter. We have a fantastic seminar today. It's about the mechanics of starting an Adventist club on public school campuses. What a blessing this is going to be. And I was talking with Mike before the seminar and he was telling me his vision. And it is so exciting. He would love to see Adventist clubs all over the United States in public schools around this country and around the world for that matter at every high school. Wouldn't it be great, Mike, if we had an Adventist club? That would be truly amazing. Now, um, Mike is a longtime Adventist, brought in through the Pathfinder ministry. What a blessing. He's been an Adventist for 52 years and uh, has been a literature evangelist. Mike, how long did you say you've done literature ministry? 36 years now. 36 years. Praise mm -hmm. the Lord for that. What a blessing. And uh, for the last seven years, he's had this very uh, interesting burden and exciting ministry in the public school system, which we're going to learn about and hopefully inspire you to participate as well in a public high school in your area. So uh, before we get started, I'd like for us to pray. And then I have a question that I'm going to want each one of you to respond to in the chat box in this particular session. So again, uh, we want to welcome you to this seminar on how to share Christ and the three angels messages in public high schools. Let's pray as we get started. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this day. We're thankful for your love. We ask that you will bless us so that we can be a blessing. I pray that you'll be with Mike as he shares today, that you will fill him with your Holy Spirit, that you will guide him uh, with exactly what to say. And for each one of those who are watching this seminar, may they be blessed and encouraged and inspired to share the three angels' messages at a public high school near them. Thank you again for your love. Thank you for your amazing grace and your goodness. May you be glorified throughout this seminar, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Mike, uh, we're going to you. Feel free, share your screen, talk to us, and share with us about the mechanics of how to do this public high school ministry. Well, uh, thank you for having me on. It starts with prayer. Uh, nine years ago, um, our pastor, uh, former pastor, Rob Bernardo, who's at the Battle Creek Church now, when he came to Fresno, uh, the church that he was pastoring, which is the church which I'm presently attending, shared a property line with the public high school. And, and uh, Pastor Bernardo thought, well, you know, it'd be nice if we could have some kind of ministry with that um, school. So he started praying about it. And uh, he, he actually prayed for two years, Lord, help us get on that campus somehow. Well, when he finally got up the courage to uh, talk to the principal, two things surprised him. First of all, there was already an Adventist influence 
on that campus. He didn't know that. What happened was that the principal, his best friend when he was growing up was a Seventh-day Adventist. And uh, uh, the, the, his best friend's mother uh, was a volunteer for Dorcas at the Sunnyside Church, which is another church here in Fresno. And so she asked him, she said, can we open a, a, an Adventist, a, a Dorcas Center on your campus? And they gave her a nice room, you know, it's a kind of low income area. And some of the, believe it or not, some of the kids are even homeless. So what I liked about that uh, uh, ministry that they had, they actually were providing new clothes and new sh uh, shoes for the kids so that they would you know, look decent, so that they would have a little self-esteem. And so that surprised him. The other thing that surprised him, which really surprised him, was when the principal told him that he himself had been praying for the last year that the that church, which shared their property line, would get involved in helping the school. So uh, that's how uh, we came on board. Uh, we've been at this for about uh, seven years now. And in the last um in the last uh in the last year we've actually we started out with one school but but last year we added um in, in about a five-week period we added about um we added eight more schools so right now we have a, a total of nine schools uh, with 11 clubs and uh, i want to revert back to step one I, probably some of you are familiar with this book. It's called Steps to Personal Revival. Um, if you don't have this book, I'm going to give this to you. But this book talks about the importance of being filled with the Holy Ghost. And um, last year, uh, Joyce uh, Mulligan, who is, who is the uh, prayer coordinator for our uh, conference, she introduced this book to my wife and I, and she said, read this, it'll really boost your ministry. And uh, so we read it, and um, Joyce also suggested, now the book talks about praying every day to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but she suggested that uh, we, uh, we um, actually set our alarm clocks every hour on the hour uh, to, to pray for the Holy Spirit. And we did this. And as a result of this, our, our, our ministry went from zero to 60 in nanoseconds. I mean, it just really, really took off. Now, once again, I'm sure a lot of you have read this, but what I would like to suggest, uh, because this is so important, the Holy Spirit, you can't do anything about the Holy Spirit. The author says that we should read this between six to 10 times. Most people that I've talked to about this, who have read this, the most I've ever found was, oh, we read it three times. What I'm suggesting is that you, if you wanna have a successful ministry, not just high school, but any ministry, that you read this book the minimum of six times, just like the author suggested. Now, one question that a lot of people have, because you know we've been doing this for a while, and, and when I meet, see people at camp meeting or at churches, they always have a lot of questions. Probably the number one question that I get asked is, how in the world can you have not just a Christian club, but an Adventist Christian club on a public high school campus? 
And um, the answer to that is in 1987, during the Reagan administration, a lot of people don't know this, but in 1987, uh, under the Reagan administration, Congress passed what's called the Equal Access Act. You can look it up. The Equal Access Act mandated that if any school uh, had any public, publicly funded high school had any kind of extracurricular uh, activity uh, or club, and I mean, there, there's a zillion of them, right? There's Star Trek clubs, there's hiking clubs, there's philosophy clubs, I mean, you name it, there's a zillion. They cannot stop a Christian club from forming, and they can't stop, these two were mentioned specifically, they can't stop the Gay-Straight Alliance. Now, for some reason, the Gay-Straight Alliance got that memo, but we Adventists, we didn't. However, the good news is that none of the other churches have gotten it either, which means that we have a very small window of opportunity to um, get into every school, every public high school in North America before the other churches find out what we're doing. Now, um, the, the three, usually when, we, usually when we're trying to get on a campus, uh, they, they usually have the average of about, of about three um, clubs that are already um, operating. One of those is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. A lot of people have heard of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. In fact, Fellowship of Christian Athletes is even, I understand, is even on some of our Adventist campuses. There's also uh, Campus Life and there's also Youth for Christ. But the reason why Bread of Life, which is the name of our organization, the reason why our Adventist clubs usually end up being even bigger. And, and, and let me, let me, uh, let me, let me qualify that. Right now of the 11 clubs that we have um, uh, on um, public high school campuses, two of those schools are the largest clubs on campus. Now, I, I didn't say that they're two of the largest religious clubs, uh, I said they're the largest clubs on campus, period. And the reason for that is we have a secret weapon. Now, most people who, who um, follow our clubs, our, our club, who, who have participated in our club, the first thing that usually comes to their mind is that, well, you know, you guys serve pizza to the kids. That's your secret weapon. Well, that's part of it. Although I will add this, all the clubs on campus that I know of serve pizzas to the kids. And yet, we're still the largest. Our secret weapon is, I don't want to be like our president holding it upside down. Our secret weapon is this. We actually give out Bibles in our club, during our club meetings, and we have the kids read them. We want them to find out what the Bible has to say. We don't want to take our word for it or what have you. So they're reading uh, directly out of the Bible. Now, this begs the question, of course, well, what about Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Youth for Christ, um, Campus Life? 
aren't they using the Bible too? Gone to a few of their meetings. I have never honestly seen them use, you know, the Bible one time. I will say this, um, and, and this is no criticism, but, you know, I, all of these clubs are doing a great job. I mean, anytime uh, we're presenting Christ to, to the, uh, in the public square, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, but what they're doing, what I've noticed is that, for instance, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, they, they line up a lot of, um, they, they line up a lot of uh, uh, guest speakers, celebrities in the community. And what some of the other clubs are doing is in order to try and relate to the get, kids, they, they have a lot of, you know, icebreakers, fun, creative games that they uh, have come up with. My wife and I, though, we're not, we're not, that, we're not that creative. Uh, and even though we do give personal testimonials, our testimonies, um, they're short because most of our time in the classroom is taken up with this. And kids in the public school, really, I mean, it's surprising, right? Really have a hunger for the word of God. They really do. Now, when my wife and I first um, started, we had volunteers. We had a group of young volunteers, Bible workers. And uh, basically what we were doing, we were just bringing the pizza. Uh, our, our, our young volunteers, you know, they were creative. They could do icebreakers. They could play the guitar. They could sing. It was wonderful. And in fact, the first year, we had we averaged about 15 to 20 students, which is about, that's probably a little larger than the average cl club on a public high school campus that we've seen. That, that's a pretty good number. But something, would something happened the next year with, that would change that dynamic. And um, what happened was that all of our volunteers quit. I, I shouldn't say quit. They moved on. You know, they, they moved to, to, to different places. And so there was my, just my wife and I. And I want to emphasize, we're not that creative. You know, we, we don't do games. I mean, you know, I mean, we're old. I mean, can you relate to these kids? At least that's what we thought. And so I told my wife, uh, you know what, hon? I, I think because it's just you and me and and uh, I, I don't think we, we can do this. I, I think what probably what we should do is just, you know, shut the club down um, for next year. And, but my wife is more sensible than I. And uh, she suggested, she said, honey, instead of quitting, let's pray. So we started praying. And... Of course, our prayer was, Lord, how are we going to reach these kids? And this is what the Lord showed us. Where is that? Whoops. Okay. Oops. Hey, Mike, while you're getting that started, uh, we have our polls. They are working. There we go. I thought maybe we could see how our audience is okay. listening and how they're actually active 
in ministry. So I'm going to put up a poll uh, okay. for everyone to answer. We have, it looks like about 16 people watching right now. And again, we want all of you to answer the question as we put it up. The first one I'm going to put up here is, are you currently involved in public high school ministry? So I put up the question. Um, those of you watching there, if you can answer for us, uh, we'll see if uh, we'll see if our technology is going to work for us well, and see how the response is coming in. We'll give it a little bit more time. See if things populate for us. All right. Just a little more time. I'm going to close the poll and see what our results are in just a second. Give it a few more seconds. If for whatever reason the poll does not work, why don't you just type your answer in the chat box? So we'll tabulate it either way. I'm going to close the poll here. And all right. So what we've got, Mike, is that we had eight people uh, who responded who are not involved in public high school ministry, and three of them are. So right. we had 11 total responses. Thank you very much, everyone, for participating in that poll. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Continue. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm sure the three are, uh, that said yes are our, some of our volunteers. <laughs> very good. Praise the yeah. Lord. So, so anyway, you know, we were praying, you know, Lord, how are we going to do this? This is what the Lord showed us. Uh, we praying and searching word. He took us John 12, 32. I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. So the Lord told us what you need to do is lift up the cross. Now, the, now this once again begs the question, well, weren't the Bible workers before you lifting up the cross? What we noticed was that, that they were uh, some of them had gone to school for this. They were excellent ex expounding on prophecy. Uh, they knew a lot about, they were experts on, on the health message. Uh, you know, they knew about the state of the dead and many of our other uh, Bible doctrines, Adventist uh, doctrines. But what they weren't doing consistently was centering everything around the cross. Now, um, at, so what we did the following year was we started, we started, I mean, we were still teaching prophecy. We were still teaching the state of the dead. We were still talking about the mark of the beast, all those. Once again, we're an Adventist club. We can talk about those things in a public school setting. Um, but we also made sure that every single topic was centered specifically around Calvary. Now, what I find interesting is this. When we first began, let me see if I can get, when we first began that first year, we were, we were getting mainly girls uh, to our club. We had a pretty good number. Now, you know, the guys would show up, but you know, guys always have an agenda. They were there for the pizza and they were there to check out the girls. Uh, but the year, the following year, we were going to quit when we started lifting up the cross, something very interesting happened. The guys showed up and they showed up in droves. In fact, for a while there, I, I thought this was like, I mean, you could almost name it a, a, a high school Catholic boys club. 
as you can tell, most of them are uh, Hispanic. And they kept showing up. Uh, around Christmas time, the girls started showing up too, to the point where we had so many people. Now we'd already been moved out of one classroom, um, but we had, we had so many students that were showing up. You can see here, uh, they're standing room only, they're clogging the exit. Well, what we haven't shown you is that in the hallway, there's a long line of students. We actually had to turn students away because we were lifting up the cross. Not very creative, not a, no guitar, no, and, and all those things are important. Don't get me wrong. You know, I love icebreakers and all that. We didn't have any of that. And we're old. And yet, because we were lifting up the cross, Jesus meant what he said. I will draw all men and women unto me. Our sponsor went to the front desk and uh, the administration, and she said, you know what? We have a problem. We need a larger room. And they ignored her. And, and uh, they, they kept ignoring her until she told them, you know what? Uh, there's a thing which is called the building code. You can only have so many students in a classroom and in the hallway before you're, vi before you're violating the, the, the fire code. So that got their attention. So they moved us. They moved us to the largest room that they had, which was a conference center. Here, here you can see. See a spattering of girls, but once see a spattering of girls, but once again, most of them are guys. And yes. But if you can just press the share screen button there, we can't see your, your full screen yet. Okay, let's see. Share screen button. Yeah, just go back to Zoom and press uh, the share screen, green button and choose keynote. Oh, it's not coming up. Did I lose you? Did I? No, we're still here. Uh, can you we still see me? We can see you fine. Yeah, it's just the PowerPoint presentation that we can't okay, see. Well, I, I don't know how to get, you know, I don't know how to get out of this. It's not, listen, let me, let me try this. Hope that's not working either. If you so, press, if you press command tab on your keyboard, it will allow you to uh, go between the applications and you can choose Zoom. And once Zoom comes, then you can see the share screen. Okay, but, that's, not, that's not working for me. So anyway, if you can't see it, if you can see me, that's fine. I'll, I'll just talk from here. See you fine, go ahead. Yeah, uh, don't have any pictures, but you just have to use your imagination. So, so anyway, um, we, we grew uh, and we continued to grow because we were lifting up the cross. And at the end of the year, we were averaging in that conference room between 80 to 100 students every single week. Because we were lifting up the cross, we started getting a variety of uh, um, non-Christian uh, groups. For instance, we, uh, uh, and, and when I say coming, I mean, they were coming on a regular basis. We had shamans, we had Hindus, uh, we had Buddhists, we had Muslims. Because we were lifting up the cross, 
after four years in a public high school, the president of our club, because when you have a club on campus, you have to elect the president, you know, vice president, that's one of the bylaws. The president of our club was a Muslim who had been coming for two years, three years actually, because we were lifting up the cross. Can't emphasize that enough. Uh, in fact, I have a quotation, uh, which you can't see, but I, I'll tell you where it's found. i too small, I can't see that. But anyway, Sister White talks about the importance of always lifting up the cross. Now, um, usually when, uh, another question that, I'm just looking at the list of questions here that people often ask me, is uh, when do you meet? And uh, according to, I, you know, there's still there's still this issue of separation in church and state. So you can't you can't meet during the regular school hours. But the good thing is this: this is good news. The lunch period is not considered to be a regular school hour. So. We meet with the students over lunch. Another big question is, well, how do you get on campus? The first instinct for most people is um, start with the principal. Well, the, for most, um, the principal, you know, the principals are busy. And so every school that I, we've ever worked with has what's called an activities director. Even if you go to the principal, they'll tell you, well, you need to talk to the activities director. One thing that you need to know about most activity directors uh, that we've dealt with, they have one job. Well, they, have, they, have, they wear several hats, but one of their priorities or one of their goals seems to be to not allow another Christian um, club on campus. In fact, I've been we've been told lots of times, we already have three clubs. Like I told you, the Victory Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Youth for Christ, Campus Life. We already have those, we don't need another one. And so we have developed a strategy uh, to get past that after being told no, 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 no. What we did, and I don't know how it is, I don't know if all the folks that are watching are from California or from, from other states, but in California, they have uh, any, uh, a listing of all the state employees. And so what we did was we uh, went to whatever particular school we were targeting, um, got the uh, teachers list, and then we emailed all the teachers told them what we were trying to do. And the interesting thing is that, and this happened most of the time, um, most of the time we found teachers that um, were excited about having another Christian club on campus. And for instance, at, at, at one of our schools, Roosevelt, we actually found two teachers who happened to be best friends. Their best friends are Christians 
And they already had a Christian club on campus. So what they did, and they had a large Christian club. They had about 25 students that were meeting. So what they did was they um, said, I'll tell you what, you can take over our club. You can take it over. And uh, that's what we did. Now, it's wonderful uh, if you have somebody uh, or a teacher on, on campus who's a Seventh-day Adventist. You know, it's, it's interesting to me when you start looking around, you can actually find um, um, Adventist teachers on a public high school campus. In fact, I think it would be great if we had like a, a national register where um, all the Adventist teachers who are uh, currently with public schools would um, put their names on that roster so that we could contact them. So um, that's how that's how we that's how we usually get, get on campus. Now you know the Lord is good. I'm am I'm a literature evangelist. And what I normally do is, whenever I'm targeting a particular high school, I like to canvas the area. And I, I mean, it's amazing to me because, I mean, this is all miraculous, but it's amazing to me how many times I have run into the principals of some of the schools that, that we're targeting. In fact, I can tell you with two of the schools, um, maybe, even, maybe even three, but um, after meeting the principal, I went back to the activities director and I told the activities director what the principal had told me that, hey, you know what? We want a we want a club like this uh, on our uh, on our campus. Now, it, you know, I saw the great controversy. Um, that's what I've been doing for the last. I, I've been a literature evangelist for thirty six years. I've been selling the great contra controversy specifically for the last twenty years. Uh, there's a story behind that, but anyway, um, I you know I always tell them. I said now you know, explain the book to them, explain what it is. But I always tell them. The proceeds from this book is going to purchase pizza, which is true. I tell everybody that. And so that's when I find, oh, you know, I, I you know, I'm a high school principal and you know, I like what you're doing. And, you know, it'd be nice if we could have something like that on our campus. So, uh, you know, I've gotten in a few times that way. One, one, at one of our schools, I actually met the activities director's parents and, and the parents had me call the their daughters and tell them what happened. Uh, how it came by with the great controversy, and we got in a, in a school in that way. Uh, this is why it's so important that we're praying for the Holy Spirit every day, because uh, when you do so, it works miracles. Now, I said earlier, I want, I want to jump back, that Joyce Mulligan uh, suggested that we pray an hour every day, uh, uh, short prayer, specifically that we be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I wouldn't necessarily even keep in track, but after 40 days, we went from one, 40, we prayed for 40 days. And for about 40 days after that, 40 days, we added eight more schools and 10 more clubs in 40 days because of prayer, because of specifically praying for the Holy Ghost. Um, you, you know, I can't say it enough, the importance of that. Now, um, another question is, is, well, 
What topics do you discuss? Um, do you, do you have a do you have a, a roster of or, or do you have a set of lessons that you use for the students? No, for this reason. Now, I will tell you this. I always like to start off with knowing the arc because uh, it's a good way to explain to the kids the plan of salvation and it's a good way to introduce the health message because remember the health message is the right arm of the gospel. It's amazing to me how these young vibrant bodies, these students that we're talking, that we're uh, visiting with once a week, how interested they are in health. But maybe it shouldn't be a surprise because our prophet said that that's what would happen. So we start off with that. But I always tell people that you have to be flexible because what, I've, what I have found is that oftentimes, because you're in a public school setting, the kids are going to want to know about homosexuality. Is homosexuality a sin? And so um, even though we don't bring up controversial subjects, in fact, at one of our schools, uh, the Gates Straight Alliance tried to block us because uh, they didn't want they didn't want another Christian club on, on their campus. And what what they told what we told them, this is in uh, Mount Shasta. I, I love what uh, Sister Patty Guthrie told um, the the person that she was dealing with. She 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 told them. She said, "Listen, we have no political agenda, and it's part of our DNA that we don't." Um, bring up controversial subjects. And so they were, that satisfied them. But with that said, if kids ask you a question, you have to tell them the truth. You have to tell them the truth. And so, um, you know, the Bible says, you know, that we're, if, if we don't, then, then the blood is on, on our hands. But, but I, reason why I'm bringing this up is that, um, what I have found is that every single time, without exception, every single time there's any kind of controversy or there's, there's um, any type of um, um, you know, mudding the waters, uh, conflicts, um, the Lord is, is about to really bless us. Because I, I remember that there was a group called the Coming Out Ministry. I'm sure, I'm sure they've probably been the ASI. Um, they came to Fresno and they wanted to, they actually wanted to, uh, well, I only have about 10 minutes here. Uh, they, they wanted to uh, come to our, our club and talk to the kids. And um, um, I, I was fine with that till someone from the conference, actually someone in our, I, I shared this with someone in our organization, the coming out ministry. Let me explain what the coming out ministry is. There are a bunch of, uh, or they're a group of, of former homosexuals who have come out of that movement are Seventh-day Adventists and now they go around the country and uh, you know, share their testimony. 
Uh, and I think in a shame it's called the coming out ministry because they're, they're, they're great. I mean, if you want to revive your, ch you, if you want to have a good church revival, invite that group to your, your, uh, uh, your church. But anyway, someone from our organization, Bread of Life, uh, they found out that they were coming and they said, Mike, you know, I, you know, I don't think you should allow them to come because if the gay straight alliance finds out about that, we could be in trouble. And, uh, so I, I said, okay, well, I'll think about it. Well, these things get around. Someone from the, from the uh, union heard about it. And, and they said, and the person told me, well, heard about what you, I heard you having the Gay Straight Alliance come out. And you know, I'm not telling you new, no, but it may not be the smartest thing for your club. You know, you don't want that kind of controversy. And even the principal of the school said, hey, you know what? Um, it, you know, if, if they come, if they show up at your classroom, I could get in trouble. So I said, okay, I believe there's safety in the multitude of the counselors. Uh, the only, by the way, the only one was saying bring them, bring them in was by was our pastor Alvin Mirage, but he's not afraid of controversy either. So I said, okay, I, I won't bring them. Well, the the problem is, and I'm saying quote unquote problem, some of the kids from our club came to hear the the coming out ministry at our church, and when they were done with their meeting, this is on a Sabbath, they all the kids rushed over to me and said, Uncle Mike, you have to, we have to have them come to our meeting. So I said, okay, okay. Well, long story short, the Holy Spirit took care of the principal because the day that they were coming, that week that they were supposed to come, that they did come, the principal was scheduled to have surgery. And the vice, he put the vice principal in charge and she was really excited about them coming. So they came, the sky didn't fall and actually our club grew. Every time we talk about the mark of the beast or, you know, um, um, uh, homosexuality or pornography or whatever, anything controversial, it has a way of growing the club. That's why you don't want to run, run away from that. Looking at the time here. So many testimonies as I could share, so many ways that we have been blessed uh, through this. Um, I, I know last year, uh, the principal at one of our schools in fact, it's, it's, it's where we actually have an Adventist teacher. His name is Shu Vang. Nice thing about having an Adventist teacher like Shu, Shu had his own, Shu had his own, a, a large group of students uh, when, uh, when we showed up. And uh, because Shu was a spiritual man, I mean, walking into, this is a public school, but when you walk into his, his classroom, it literally feels like a church, no kidding. Because, because, and I didn't know this, but he's a science teacher. He told me that in the public schools, you can share both, both evolution and creation, just as long as you're not taking a side. So you can, you can share both. I didn't know that. So he, so he had already been doing that. And that was a fun class. Well, the, you know, we were growing. So the, the principal, what ended up happening was that the principal of the school, uh, he gave us, they have like a large amphitheater and they have a mini amphitheater. He gave us that particular room. And uh, uh, he also told us, he said, you know what? Uh, th this, this is all up to you. If you guys continue growing like you will, we'll clear, we'll clear out the library if we have to in order to allow you to have a club there. He said, you can have as many clubs on this campus as you want to. And it is true in some of our schools, we are having more than one club meeting, uh, <clears throat> which is nice. Some of, some of them are having on different days. Um, we're also, because of the, uh, 
that because of the high school ministry, uh, we're also heavily involved in the community. Now, the, the high school ministry is a, is a great gateway to the community. I, I know that uh, um, we were put on the appropriations committee at the school, which means that we're making decisions about how the, how the school is actually supposed to be using their funding. Of course, now we have a selfish motive because I'm always getting them to uh, think about giving us some pizza money, which they have, they've been generous with that. Um, but what I, what I find interesting is that our, our church, Central Valley, which borders um, uh, McLean High School, uh, is, is very forward thinking. We have actually, if you can believe this, we've actually had teachers union, teachers unions meetings at our church. And as a result of this, now I, you know, I know we have this like, ooh, unions, oh, we shouldn't be doing that. But as a result of that, the president of the Fresno Teachers Union said to me, he said, you know what, Mike? It would be nice if we could have something like this that you're doing for the students. If we could have it for the teachers as well, maybe have, maybe have a little, something in the morning, you know, before they start their day. I was like, wow. Well, we haven't done that yet because we don't have enough volunteers, uh, which is probably a good segue into, um, are you interested in becoming part of Bread of Life? Uh, we can show you how to do that. Now, I've, I've just shared some of the things with you. The time's gone by quicker than I expected. Don't worry, Mike, you still have. Uh, 30 minutes it actually well, do I have 30 minutes yes it goes until uh 12 noon oh i didn't know that yes okay why was i thinking it was only 45 minutes well <laughs> okay you can uh okay. explain mm -hmm. more to us and we do have another uh poll question that okay. maybe would be a good uh time to put that up for our audience so i want to maybe while you're doing that i can try and figure this out yeah, definitely. So what I will do at this time is I will put up our next uh, poll question. So our next poll question is going to be, what hinders you from being involved in public high school ministry? So we want to encourage all of our audience to participate in this. What hinders you from being involved in public high school ministry? The options are fear of rejection, not knowing where to start or lack of resources. So please put in your answers right now. What hinders you from being involved in public high school ministry? We'll just give that another moment or two uh, to uh, organize there. So again, you can also, if for whatever reason, the poll doesn't work well for you, just type it in the chat box and we'll go from there. I'm gonna give another five seconds or so uh, and then I'm going to close the poll and we're going to look and see what the results are. All right, closing it and all right. So on this one, we didn't have so many people respond, but uh, Mike, we had uh, three people who responded and all three of them said they don't know where to start. So maybe uh, you can 
weave that into your talk in the last uh, 30 minutes that you have. And we can also take time at the end, you know, for a Q&A. So those watching, if you have a question for Mike, just feel free to type it right in the chat box on the uh, ASI Ministries page there. So go ahead, Mike. Okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some contact information. You know, we can talk a little more about this, um, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. But, you know, as I said, uh, start with prayer, start with the Holy Ghost. I mean, you'll be surprised at the miracles. And also contact us. We can, we will actually um, show you or we'll do it ourselves. Uh, we'll, we'll show you, we'll, we'll share our form letter with you that we sent to all the uh, uh, teachers. And, you know, it's surprising to me um, how many, you know, I mean, you hear a lot of negative things about public schools, but it's surprising to me how many Christians there are teachers on a public school campus. Now, every now and then I'll get a letter from somebody who will give me a hard time about, you know, uh, you know, you, you Christians are all baby eaters or something stupid like that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of them. There's, and and the, the interest, the, another amazing thing to me is that they will, you know, once you get to know them, they'll, they'll admit to you that what they're doing in the public schools, it's honorable. I mean, they have all the good intentions, but it's not working. You know, I, I think about this vice principal that allowed us to, who was excited about uh, us coming on and uh, uh, bringing in the coming out ministry, talking about um, you know, homosexuality. Um, she said to me that it's so important that you come because these kids don't realize that they don't have a choice. I mean, that was shocking. Maybe it's not shocking to you, but I, yeah, I guess I grew up in a different generation, but most of the kids don't realize that, you know, you, you don't have to have, first of all, you don't have to be in a relationship. And if you get in a relationship, you don't have to, to engage in premarital sex. That, that just, be, because, you know, they're being bombarded all the time. They, they tend to think that this kind of thing is normal. So this is why it's so important um, that we be on campus. And, and I mean, there, there's so many, the, the potential for reaching out, you know, in fact, I was, and let me, you know, that first, that first year that we were gonna quit, this is the importance of prayer. That first year that we were going to quit, uh, not only did we end up with five times the amount of students at the end of the year that we had the previous year. But that summer at camp meeting, we actually baptized five of our students. And um, all because of the Holy Ghost. Um, but yeah, I mean, just contact us, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll walk you through it or, you know, we'll, we'll do a lot of it ourselves. Um, and you know, if, you, if you're praying, it, it really isn't as difficult as you might think. Uh, but the problem is we, we're not praying like we should. We're, and even if we are praying, we're, not, we're specifically not praying for the Holy Spirit. 
like we should be. I know I, I know I sound like a broken record. I and my church members too. You know, they're saying, "Oh, you know, Mike, you're talking about this Holy Spirit stuff again." You know, enough is enough. Well, you know, Sister White says our problem is we don't talk about it enough. Now, I will tell you this. <clears throat> For six, for five years, we um, tried, laid down all kinds of plans. We were always having meetings. Uh, how are we going to expand this? In fact, at one, one of our schools, we actually had a group of 10 students that uh, inside the school that wanted to, to sign up uh, to be part of this. Of course, you know, th three of them were Adventists. They recruited their friends. But um, even, with, even with that, we couldn't get on board. When we start, started praying, not only did we add the uh, eight additional schools, but somebody said to us, they said, now listen, in order for you to do this, um, because you're gonna, you know, all this pizza, you're gonna need donations. Uh, it's gotta come from somewhere. You really need to uh, start a, a website. Well, you know, I, I'm i not the most techie guy. I mean, you can see here, I can't even figure this out. I can't even figure Zoom out, you know? So, I mean, I know, I know how to turn my cell phone on and off, but you know, I, I just don't get it. Um, so, you know, we didn't, we didn't know anything about starting a website. But we did know how to pray. We kept praying for the Holy Spirit because once again, the Holy Spirit brings all other blessings in his train. Can't emphasize that enough. Which means that if, if we don't know what to pray, just keep praying for the Holy Spirit. Well, out of the blue, somebody contacted us and said, hey, you know what? Uh, we heard that you need a website. We've already uh, um, got one for you. We put it together. Uh, we, we, we pay for the domain, you're good to go. Wow. Someone at the conference told us, okay, well, you have a website, but you know, in order to do this right, you're going to be, have to be a nonprofit. Well, you know, I, I'm not an attorney. I don't know. I'm not the, not the brightest crayon in the box, not the sharpest tool in the box. But I know enough to pray for the Holy Spirit. So I started, we, we just kept praying for the Holy Spirit. And got a call one day, not too long after that. And somebody told us, hey, you know what? We have a nonprofit. It's a special nonprofit. It's better than a 501c3. We paid about 10000 it, it, it costs about $10,000 in lawyer's fees to put this thing together. But... We're going to give it to you free. Wow. Somebody said this, well, you know, in order to do this, you're going to need some fundraisers. Okay. Where do you get fundraisers? The Holy Spirit brings all of the blessings in his train. So we prayed. And when we were at camp meeting, Two people came to us and said, hey, you know what? We want to do some fundraising for you. We just kept praying for the Holy Spirit. We picked up a treasure. We picked up a banker. 
uh, we picked up we 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 picked up a you know, uh, you know uh, a webmaster. We picked up all these. We picked up we we created the staff or the Lord created a staff of people for us, everything that we needed, and we didn't ask one single person. It all came up because we were praying for the Holy Spirit. So sorry for beating a dead horse, but that dead horse, if it wants to come to life, you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay. So let me tell you about this uh, Muslim student of ours who uh, was for a year the president of our club. He's, a, he's, a, he's an active Muslim, still goes to the mosque. But we were having a series of evangelistic meetings that the students were. Well, I say students at our church. We had kids age range from seven to 15. Did about a two week series in two different churches. And uh, I know at the first church, first church was out of town. So um, our Muslim student, he found out about this because he does come to church. In fact, when I'm out in public with him, when he meets his friends, he tells them, um, you know, this is Uncle Mike and, you know, we go to church together. Um, <clears throat> but he, he goes to the Muslim too. He goes to the mosque too. He's, he's, a, he's a very good Muslim. And uh, so he found out about these meetings and, and he said to me one day, he said, Uncle Mike, can I come over? I said, yeah, you can come over, we can hang out. So he comes over and he brings this envelope. And uh, I, I knew instinctively what was in it. So I said to him, uh, I said, you know what? Uh, we have a policy even though he had already graduated, he's at Fresno State University by now. I said, we have a policy. We never, ever, ever take money from students. This is what he said to me. He said, Uncle Mike, he says, I'm serious. You have to take this. You know why? Because I was in the mosque today and Allah told me to go to the bank, get all this money out, and it was a lot of money, and give it to you. So you have to take it. Whoa. In fact, that student has been to some of our prayer conferences. And uh, actually the last two. And I, and I know the first prayer conference that he went to, he said after it was over, he says, Uncle Mike, I think I got this figured out. He said... Allah and Jesus are the same person. Now, I didn't correct them. Wasn't going to go there. The Holy Spirit is chasing that young man. But it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been on that high school campus. I know there's another young man, one of our, one of the young men that was baptized that first year. We went to his, uh, uh, his parents' house one day. Now, 
we figured out a way. I should I should say this. The Lord figured out a way to help us to get into every home back then. We're not doing that now because we have too many schools, which brings up another point. Uh, it'd be nice to have more volunteers because my wife and I talk about this all the time. Uh, right now, my right now my wife and I we're covering like ourselves personally. We're covering one, two, one, two. We're covering about six schools, uh, which means that we're running all the time. Uh, two two of them in one day, uh, but it it it's nice just to have one school where you can really really minister to the kids. So that second year when we were doing it ourselves, we were getting into every single home, which is really a miracle uh, because the public school had the policy. At least we were told you can't proselytize. Well, the Lord told us how to see, see if you're following the Holy Spirit, he, 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 he'll give you ideas. So he figured he helped us figure out how we could get into every home. So um, one, I think it was around Christmas, we went to, um, uh, you know, I won't say his last name. We went to Juan's house and Juan's parents said, we want to talk to you. See, we have been bringing him food, you know, just leaving at the door. Um, and so now they spoke Spanish, you know, um, Mexican family. So um, Juan had to interpret or his, his mom did. But um, his father told me, he said, you know what, when you, when I found out that my son was going to that church, it really irritated me uh, because, you know, we're, we're Catholics and, uh, uh, you know, the Catholic church is the only thing that we've ever known. And I didn't, and, and I, not only did I not like your church, I didn't like you. He said, that's why you never saw me. You know, you'd show up, you'd see everyone else, but you wouldn't see me because I was mad at you. For stealing my son out of the Catholic Church. So, um, but he said to me, he, he, he said this to me. He said, you know what? In this last year, I've really seen changes in my son. He is really different. Your club has made a difference in my son's life. And I want to thank you. So, once again... Christ method alone, right? We have to mingle with people. We have to be there. We have to meet. We can't expect people to come to us. We have to go to them. I think about another young man. Uh, his name is David. I'm not going to say any last names here. But uh, David is interesting because he's an agnostic. And uh, he never came to one of our club meetings at the school. But when he was a senior, his brother, his little brother, who eventually ended up being the president that uh, uh, about two years after that of our club, his little brother was just a sophomore. That summer, his little brother invited him to, to come with us to iShare. Now, the reason why I say this is that <sighs> this high school ministry is not just from August to the end of May. Once you get involved in this, we run this thing all year long. In fact, uh, COVID's uh, thrown a monkey wrench in there. 
you know, obviously, you know, there's no social distance. We're, we're practicing that social distancing thing. But usually we're busier in the summer than we are during the school year because we're taking the kids to um, uh, iShare, which for those of you who um, are familiar with Youth Rush, iShare is a large event, which happens at the end of the, at the, end of the school year, where all the uh, co-porters come together, all the youth co-porters from, from uh, Souls West. And it's part, it's part of a graduation ceremony too. And uh, you know, there's camp meeting, there's Team Bible Academy, there, there's, uh, um, um, there's uh, prayer retreats, there's prayer conferences. So we have things going, you know, especially in the summer, but we have things going all year long and it's good exposure for the kids. So um, David, after he was a senior, he came to iShare. And he's an agnostic. Now, we got there on a Thursday. By Friday, David, the agnostic, said to me, he said, you know what, Uncle Mike? Um, I never believed in God before. But after hanging around all these After hanging around all of these Adventist kids and seeing how excited they are, he said to me, I want to be an Adventist too. I want to be a Seventh-day Adventist. I want what they have. Praise God. So, the Lord is working. And I, I think the important thing is that he's working on me. The Lord is saving me through this ministry. And I appreciate it. I remember one of our students, Luis, just say their first names. Luis was uh, there when our pastor was preaching, and Luis is a Catholic, and our pastor, Pastor Alvin Mirage, he was preaching, man. He said, listen, you Buddhists, we have Buddhists in the audience, I love Buddha, but Buddha's in the grave. And he said to the Muslim students, Yeah, Muslim students in the class. He said, listen, you Muslims, I love Muhammad, but Muhammad's in the grave. And he said to the Catholics, whoa, the Catholics. <laughs> a lot of Catholics in the class. Where's he going with this? He said, listen, you Catholics. <clears throat> that Pope that you guys think are, are, are high and mighty, we respect him. But you know, one day, if time goes on, he's gonna die. The only person who can help you, the only person that can save you is Jesus Christ. And then he lifted up the cross. So important to lift up the cross. Well, after the service, 
after the meeting, Luis came to the front and he said, Uncle Mike, I don't want to be a Catholic anymore. I don't want to go to a priest and confess my sins. I want to go to Jesus. Can you help? Can you help me be a real Christian? You're making an impact in these schools. And once again, the people that it's impacting the most is us who are involved in this. Now, let me let me share <clears throat> let me share. Um, it, unless someone has some outstanding questions that they'd like to ask, um, let, let me share some. Let me share where, where we're going with some of this, and. Um, I want to uh, correct Brother Rodney. Um, I, I love I love my brother. We just uh, met via phone <clears throat> about two days ago. But he said, "Wouldn't it be nice if we had a um, Adventist Christian club in every public high school campus?" Um, but the Holy Spirit has already told me that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, and, and I will, I mean, there's a lot that I could say about this. Uh, I, I will say this, that the school that we're at um, is low income and, and we love it. You know, like I said, we're the largest club on campus. By the way, the, the, our, our sponsor, uh, Mrs. Pennington, even when we were in that conference room, she, she said to the, uh, she said to the uh, administration, she said, you know what? They're filling up the conference room. They're starting to violate the fire code. We're going to have to do something. So they were seriously <laughs> having a discussion about letting us have the gym. Well, they compromised. They didn't give us the gym, but they did give us the library, which is just perfect. Because the library, uh, we can we can hold about if we can hold about oh about a hundred and. Over 100 students, uh, we can hold over 100 students comfortably. Um, but we're, we're also planning on, at some point, using the school as a springboard to open up lifestyle centers around um, the country. Now, how can that happen? Well, let me share something with you, which even uh, most of the unified districts, because they're young, when I say young, you know, I mean, 40s, 50s, um, some in their 60s, um, don't know about. Back in the 70s, the United States government um, sued the tobacco industry 
for promoting their products to kids. And they ended up with billions of dollars. This is like a multi-billion dollar suit, lawsuit. California got the largest chunk of that. They got like $670 million. Most of that money is just sitting there. Now, the reason why I know this is I was out knocking on doors. I love knocking on doors. I've gotten more opportunities just from doing that. I ran into the person who used to run the, the uh, it's called the tobacco settlement, who was like the liaison for Fresno Unified. And she told me, she said, you know, uh, they have millions of dollars sitting, just sitting there. And if you can come up with something which has to do with not smoking, you can access that money. Well, you know, who knows better about the health uh, ministry than Seventh-day Adventists. The challenge is this, first of all, <clears throat> my wife and I have like six schools. So I haven't had the time to actually follow up with this. I went to Fresno Unified. And like I said, most of the people there have, haven't even heard of it. Cause I went, to the, I went to the desk and I said, well, who, where can I, who can I talk to about the tobacco settlement? And this lady said, huh, what are you talking about? Well, there's, there's this old teacher behind me. She's like 70 or 80 years old, this old teacher. She said, oh, I, I remember that. She said, go up to the third floor and talk to them. So I went to the third floor. Even the people at the third floor didn't know what I was talking about. Now, somebody in that office knows. Uh, and, and they told me, well, we'll check on it and we'll get back with you. I knew they weren't going to get back with me, but I haven't been back since because I don't have the time uh, involved in all these involved in all these, you know, high schools that we, but this is another area uh, that the Lord is opening up doors. Also, and, and this is why I, this is why I feel like, uh, I feel so the importance of the high school, of the high school ministry it's such a good segue, as I said before, it's such a good segue into the community. You know, I told you about the president of the teachers union. Well, another thing that happens is that every time McLean High School uh, gets ready to pick a principal and every time Fresno Unified, period, which is all the schools, get ready to elect vice principals, they call us, we're part of the board. I remember when, <clears throat> Um, we were selecting the current principal at um, McLean, where I am now. Um, now, you, you know, you're in these meetings and, and, you know, teachers, they have all these Ackermans, ACT and not ACT, but ACU and all this other stuff that I have no idea about. But every time they were about to, to um, uh, after they had interviewed a candidate, they would ask me, they would ask me, okay, pastor, what do you think? <laughs> I couldn't convince them that I wasn't the pastor, right? So I'll just roll with it, okay? So I told them what I thought. And what surprised me was that they were really listening. They were really listening. Couldn't believe it. So now <clears throat> we have a voice in the community. 
for choosing vice principals and principals. This is why we all need to be involved in high school ministry. Now, um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that <clears throat> the Lord has given us a lot of divine favor, a lot of divine favor. Now, we, if you want to get involved in our organization, we actually have a uh, um, sheet that you have to fill out. What we're trying to find, I'm not trying to insult anyone, but what we're trying to find out is if you're a real Adventist, okay? I mean, there's some, if, if you don't, if you don't have a problem with the 28 fundamental beliefs, uh, you're good, we'll help you. Um, what else was I going to say? And, and the reason, the reason why this, the reason why this has come up is that, um, I know at one of our schools, <clears throat> we found out later that later on in the school year that the, um, the person who was running it, the Adventist who was running it, was actually uh, serving pepperoni pizza to the kids and knew better. So <clears throat> this is why we have a questionnaire. We, we're trying to avoid problems like this. So is my time almost up here? Am I rambling? Am I going on and on? Is that why you're appearing? You have three minutes. Three minutes. Yes. So okay. I to make sure that we got our last poll question up okay. there. And uh, then if people have questions, maybe we, we can entertain one or two of those. Okay. And then I have your contact info. So uh, I'll put up a poll right now. So those who are joining us, we have 18 people now. We want to again, okay. thank you for joining us. And this has been inspiring. I'm putting up a poll right now uh, that says, how are you going to get involved in public high school ministry? I hope that Mike has convinced you to get involved. So are you going to lead out? Are you going to assist someone else or be part of a prayer team that uplifts this? All of those things are important. So at this time, uh, please just take a moment to go to the poll section. You'll see on your website there's poll and there's chat and we're in the poll section we've opened the poll that says how are you going to get involved in ministry i'm going to leave it open for another uh, couple of seconds and also encourage you if you have a question a final question we do only have time for maybe one question if it comes in put that in the chat box we want to encourage you to uh, participate in sharing the three angels messages on the public high school campuses. Mm -hmm. And Mike, this has been inspirational for me personally. I, as soon as I get back to my home uh, town, I'm going to see what's going on in my local community. Yeah, praise uh, the Lord. It's inspired me. So I'm gonna close the poll and we're gonna see how the Holy Spirit has been leading each okay. one. All right, so we've got four people who are ready to lead out, Mike. Praise the Lord. We've got two people that are going to assist, and we've got three people who are going to be part of that powerful prayer team. So, good news. Uh, are you going to put up my contact? I'm going to put up your contact. So, uh, we have one question that came in uh, from Patty. Uh, did you share what you are planning to do this coming year? Did I share what I'm planning to do? 
what you are planning to do this coming year? Well, um, I, I'm not, if, if, I think I know which patty that might be. I'm, I'm not. You do as well. <laughs> I, I guess there's a lot that I'm planning to do. But we, we are really, we are, we are thinking just from the way the things have gone, we can get enough volunteers. We should be able to easily pick up 30 to 50 more schools. Amen. That's not a, that's not a problem. You know, I have to tell you, so I know it's the last three minutes. I, one of the, one of the problems that we have is, is, uh, um, um, Adventists, uh, themselves. I, one thing that I, that I want to encourage people to do, if you're going to target schools, go for the wealthy schools first, you know, because this is why it says we should be contacting the very wealthy. And then she said, we should, con we should be trying to reach out to all of them, but they have the most influence. Now, it's not only because of that, but it's also because what we have found is that in the wealthier schools, that's where you have the highest rates of suicide. I mean, these, these wealthy kids, they really, really need Jesus. And we, we, had a, we, had, we, had, we had an opportunity to get in one of the wealthiest communities in, um, in this area, uh, high, uh, uni unified districts. But uh, the, the, the pastor in that district, um, he just, I guess he didn't take it seriously. Or I mean, I, I was thinking, man, what an opportunity. Actually, he had to fight to get in there. And uh, he actually had to fight with the activities director. He wasn't going to let us in, just like he did the Mormons. And I told him, I said, you know what? We're not Mormons, and I'm going to fight you if we can't get in here. So he, he you know, capitulated. So, so went through all of that, got a sponsor. But couldn't get the pastor to, and there were lots of Adventist kids in the school too, but the pastor wouldn't talk to the kids. And of course, I didn't have the time. So anyway, there's lots of opportunities. We need to go for it. We really do. I don't know if, that, I don't know if that's what Patty meant, but yeah. <laughs> I hope so. We'll find out uh, soon enough. But I put up your contact information, Mike. People can contact you by phone, by email. There's the website there. So we want to encourage you to contact Mike and be part of the Bread of Life Club, sharing the three angels' messages on the public high school campuses. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, we're going to have prayer, and then I have one more announcement for you. So, Mike, can I pray for you and your ministry as we close? Yes, please. Okay. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this inspirational talk today you have truly blessed us through your servant mike and we pray for the bread of life ministry that it will continue to uplift jesus christ in the public high school settings we are so appreciative that you've given us the opportunity to share this powerful truth the three angels messages and everything that they represent to the world so please help each one who's watched to feel the call uh, to get more involved in our local public high school. Thank you again. We love you. We praise you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was produced by Audioverse for ASI, Adventist Layman's Services and Industries. If you would like to learn more about ASI, please visit www asiministries.org or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons 
please visit www.audioverse.org.